Yo, what's good, everyone? Thanks for stepping to the coach's box. I'm <clears throat> Coach JP3, joined by Coach Natty T, Coach Pace, and Coach Murph. We got a lot to dig through today, man. There's a lot of drama going on. There's bad football being played. We have the NBA season coming up. A lot to digest here, but we're going to dive right into the material. We're going to get started with Draymond drama. Draymond Green strikes again. Oh, literally. Literally strikes again. So, Coach Murph, you go ahead and get us started here, man. What do you... What are your thoughts on, on this whole Draymond punching Jordan Poole thing? But he just did it because he could get away with it. But that was just a bum move to me. Like, I, he, what I hate about this and, like, what I hate about his aura is that he carries himself as, like, he's he's better and more, like, important to the team than he really is. I understand, like, the identity aspect of, of the team and the toughness, but now I'm just kind of, like, you know, he's, he's starting to come off as that old, grumpy player that's just like, well, you know, back in the day, you know, Steph and them won't talk to me like this, so I'm not going to have no young dude check me. We don't know what was said there. I don't care about a little push from Jordan Poole that like that that's not good enough for me I mean we seen him get we seen Green get pushed during you know games and stuff and he not react to anything and I don't want to hear people be like oh well it's the stage he can get fined we seen him do some flagrant stuff and get fined and removed from games playoff games as well that so I I don't want to hear nothing like like Draymond is that smart with his actions because he's really not. So <laughs> it Jordan Poole is is due for to come across some money. I wouldn't be shocked if this would catapult him into leaving Golden State. And he's not a gigantic piece for them, but he is a great asset. And if he walks out that door, that will be the second player that you could look at Draymond Green and be like, you're the reason why he left. And it's only so far where I'm just like, if I'm the Warriors, I'm just like, one, you asking for a ridiculous amount of money that you reserve. You're a, a like five, six, and four guy when it comes to the stat sheet. And I'm like, it, it's like what, what – uh, you know, a lot of people say, like, we deal with you or we tolerate you until we can replace you. I, I think the depth of the Golden State Warriors and the identity is there enough where it's just like, this this should be it. Or whenever his contract is up, you can go. And then, and then I think that will be a humbling thing for Draymond because to me, I really think that Draymond's one of those players that, He's only successful in Golden State. You put him anywhere else, especially with the championships and stuff like that, he's going to go step on these courts and make people feel like other teams and make them feel real, uh, like, they're going to feel some type of way about him because they're going to, like, because he's going to be trying to carry that weight of, like, you know, oh, I'm a four-time champion or, you know, whatever. And it's just, like, we ain't trying to hear all that shit. <laughs> for like we ain't trying to hear all that so like I, you literally can't picture him anywhere if he goes anywhere it's just going to be that mixing of mixing pot 
that they got going down with the LA Lakers where they just snag anybody with the name. So like I'm I'm cool on it, bro. I've been done with this guy for years. His antics and stuff is just too much. A grown man. A grown man. <laughs> like, come on now. Definitely. Yeah, go ahead, Coach Pace. What are your thoughts? Um I mean, Coach Murph pretty much summed it up. I think it, I just think the video was like they made it seem like it was some just minuscule fight when he really he really tried to pee off on him and take his head off his shoulders. Like I don't know if he went to sleep, but I know he was hurt because he folded up into a ball right after that. So it's like, man, that video was real, real bad. Like it was no. he left that day. He left yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like Falcon punched him. Like he <laughs> no game. Like I, I think it's because it it was bad. Like I mean, it just looked bad, especially like how Jordan Poole was. But if you look at the reaction of everybody else, like nobody was ex- really expecting Draymond to throw a punch like that. Because I mean, one of the common consensus is that Draymond is just a big talker. Like he really ain't going to do anything. So I think nobody was expecting that, and the reason why Poole's body reacted like that is just that he was lax in that moment because he wasn't expected to get punched. And then, you know, when that happens and you don't prep for something like that, you'll just fold up. And then plus, Draymond isn't a small dude. So it's just and, – and Poole isn't big. So it's just kind of like, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they the Golden State has to do something. They got to do something. Like if they do like some petty fine or something – like hey, you can – bro, you can even suspend him for games. I know some people are like, oh, well – uh you know, we, we don't want to suspend him for any game. It's the beginning of the season. Like, it really doesn't matter if he misses, like, three games at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or h- however much. But we know they really ain't going to do anything. They'll probably hit him. I don't, like, what, what, 25, 50K fine and be like, all right, Draymond. And then they'll try to get him on the back end when it comes contract talk time. Like, yeah, nah, we ain't that max. That max talk is over with. Yeah, like so, Coach Natty T. If you're if you're the Warriors right now, like, what what what, what are you doing about this? Like, what what are you thinking right now about having Draymond on the squad? Well, I mean, if it was me, I would have cut his ass a long time ago because this ain't <laughs> the first time he's done it at practice with other teammates talking trash. And then he always wants to be the first one to give side jabs at the organization and all that, which is fine for me as a fan perspective. But ours in Warriors front office, I'm like, Joe ass out of here. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. But that's just me. And y'all know I, I I've been told I'm a little ruthless. So <laughs> that's what I would do, or that's what I would have done. Because honestly, after the whole game what was it game five 2016 nba finals or game four was it mm-hmm. with the whole lebron situation and then you know him getting suspended like i would have kicked his ass out after that mm-hmm. but that's just me yeah like so there's a couple of things here too yeah so you know of course the warriors say hey we're bringing our legal team we're gonna look into this who leaked the video some people are saying it probably was the warriors just like 
some people are like, hey, with the Celtics and Emo Doka, like they probably leaked that information out themselves to, to make a point. So if that were to happen, like what, what leverage would Golden State have in this situation? Well, I mean, basically, well, I'll say this. I mean, Golden State leaked the video, so let's just cut the chase. Oh, this whole, oh, we're going to do an investigation. Like, it's y'all's video camera from your facility. They don't have open practices. So somebody within the facility leaked it from somebody upstairs. So let's just cut the BS there. Um, well, I think for them, it's it's just more leverage in their, from their standpoint. Because from what I know, I mean, this isn't the first time he's punched a teammate or had scuffles in practice with guys from, you know, the whole time he's been at Golden State. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, they've talked to him. They've tried to find him, you know, do other disciplinary things. But, that you know, none of that has seemed to really work. So I think this was just saying, I don't want to say a last straw, but I think they're just like, oh, okay, well, since you don't want to listen, we're just going to leak this video. And since we're in the middle of this contract negotiation, you're definitely not getting a max contract. You're definitely not getting a max contract from nobody else. So mm-hmm. now what you want to do, Draymond? Mm-hmm. To me, that's what that's, that's what they're doing. Because again, you know, these things are about leverage and, and negotiation. So, and I think they still want him on the team because I think to, you know, what Demarius was saying, I mean, he's still valuable to the Warriors, maybe not to another team, but from what he does, even though a lot of the things he he does or doesn't do, you know, doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But as far as just what he's able to do for the team, in terms of, you know, initiating the offense and kind of having a lot of those quote-unquote hockey assists, you mm-hmm. know, those sorts of things. I mean, that's huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they still want him around, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're going to be here on our terms. Like, you're not dictating anything. So that's what I think it is. And, and so I, I thought it was interesting looking at some, especially, the, you know, former players were like, uh, for instance, Chris Childs used to play for the New York Knicks. They, you know, they're like, you know, thank God, you know, we had cameras at our practice because we fall all the time. And so there was a lot, uh, especially former players, I was saying, well, you know, this is just what happens, you know, people, you know. But I think one of the distinguishing factors is there's some organizations where, They'll let you do that, you know, like, so, because it was compared to the Aaron Donald situation. Well, he gets in a fight, like, every, like, training camp. So. Every training camp. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's kind of his thing, right? It's kind of his thing, yeah. And also, there was no, like, the teams were kind of like, hey, nah, you got to stop doing this, bro. Like, it's one thing if it's whatever the culture allows you to do. So within the Knicks culture, within, you know, back in the day with Chris Childs and others, and then you got the Rams culture, you're allowed to do that stuff to a certain extent. And they'll let you know if it once a year, something pop off. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Well, with different players, I think the difference here is that the Warriors don't like when Draymond does it. So it's kind of like the house rules. They're kind of like saying, Hey, we're not embracing this type of thing. This is not something we want because you're crossing the line here. It's okay to be competitive. It's okay to have conflict, but you're crossing the line here. Uh, so it's it's kind of the, the house rules are saying this is unacceptable. So that's, the, I think, the difference between what other teams have experienced and having that leeway, if you will, and what the Warriors um, are doing, you know, are, are wanting from their players. 
Yeah, and plus it's just a little different because I mean it's it's you know it's like a coworker essentially while you're at work you just punch him in the face. Yeah, this isn't the first time that like you've done it. So I think that's part of it. And then even with like Aaron Donald, usually it's like those, you know, those joint practices. So it's usually against like the opposing team. So that's you know that's like okay, it's acceptable. He's you know he's fighting for us, quote unquote. So that's even a little different there too. Exactly. Um, but I think the other thing too, what people don't are missing because I said Draymond talks a lot and not necessarily just on the basketball court but you know his post-game press conferences he's always taking jabs at like the establishment of the NBA in terms of you know GMs and um, I forgot who who the player was that got traded um, but it was kind of like a big thing where you know they sat him and then then they traded him or something like that and he was talking about, well, you know, teams, they trade people all the time with no notice. I mean, if he wants to sit out and not play and protect himself, you know, he should be able to do that. Because I forget the player that he was talking about, but he did that like all throughout the last season. Right. Mm-hmm. And then just just all these little jabs and stuff here and there, which is fine. But Draymond, if you're going to play that game. Know the house always wins on that ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when they want to play their little dirty game too and you know mistakenly leak the video yeah they're gonna do that so you better have an end game in mind because that's how it works i mean it doesn't make it right per se but again and he knows that more than anybody else he knows the kind of like dirty games these teams are willing to play mm-hmm. just to get to the price that they want that's so knowing that and knowing that you're in a contract negotiation Knowing that you want to be traded to another team, you went ahead and just punched him in the face, huh? That, that was your big move. It's not smart. And, you know, we always talk about how someone might say something and then months later or years later, and you're like, man, that didn't age well. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what happened with Draymond. Uh, yeah. Draymond was on his podcast talking about, like, hey, you know, well, you know, with, with stuff would get chippy in practice. And people would would come at Draymond like, why why aren't you why aren't you checking Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole was a rookie at this point. Why aren't you checking Jordan Poole? He said, if you can't handle Jordan Poole, like like you know what I'm saying, like this is this is this is the type of and then now all of a sudden you fast forward to like, sounds like he can't handle Jordan Poole either. So it's, it, it was just huge this contradiction. So that take that he made was you know he ended up being very contradictory in that statement it did not age well and made Draymond look even worse uh because he was kind of looking at his teammates like well if you letting them get to you like that and you fall where that's on you and then boom look at him yep and that's and that's like I said that's that's the thing because he Draymond's the first one to talk about whatever you know he got his podcast he's saying whatever that's fine again I saying you don't have to stop doing it but when these situations come up just know everybody got receipts because you want to put your business out there and keep talking. You don't have to do that. You mm-hmm. decide to do that because you want to promote yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. But I mean, you can go Kawhi and just not talk. Yeah. He can't, he can't do you that. Can, that's an option. <laughs> he can't do that. <laughs> he can't do it. But I'm just saying, that's an option. Like this whole notion of, oh, well, you know, they're, they're trying to make them look bad. I'm like, no, that's you willingly going out there to talk. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all the all the NBA requires you to do is do was it like ten minutes a day after practice, 
and then like 20 minutes after each game for media obligations. That's it. Everything <clears throat> else, that's you wanting to make your brand and put it out there. So that's fine. But when these situations come back and bite you in the ass, don't 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 be looking for sympathy now. <laughs> it's not. So that's just what it is. Yeah, it, it's just a really unfortunate situation. It's like, well, y'all got no better than this, man. And especially with Draymond, with the platforms that he has, like, and the way that any which you were talking about, Coach Knighty, the way he talks about the NBA, he definitely understands the inner workings. Like, so why are you being foolish right now? Like, you're yeah. you're you're playing into what you know you despise at times. It's like you're allowing them to do what you don't like. By it's not by like acting. it was. It's not like it was the other way around, like it was Jordan Poole that punched it. Because you could even be like, well, Jordan, he's young. He don't really get it. His emotions got into it. Like, like you were like a 14-year vet. Yeah, you got Gray coming in. <laughs> like, come years, on. Like, you know, but we'll see what happens with him and the Warriors moving forward into next season. And so as we transition, next season's right around the corner. Preseason's in the thick of it. And um, we're going to slowly but surely be covering – some NBA topics, um, you know, uh, going in, into the season here, but just wanted to quickly talk, you know, just kind of see what our top five teams are going into the 22-23 season. And Coach Page, you can go ahead and get it started, bro. All righty, fellas. So my top five teams, no order. Um, I got Bucks, Warriors, Heat, Boston. And I, I mean, my wild card, uh, I, I struggle between two, but I'm going to just say I'm off potential. <clears throat> I'm going to go Clippers. Okay. But my other one was Denver. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not mad at that at all. No. Coach Murphy, you got? Um. I feel like mine is, is pretty much the same. Um, I got I got to put the Bucks in there because of because of Giannis. I like the Clippers with the John Wall um, addition. Um, Sixers seem like they're about due for for a good season. Uh, I like Dallas with the addition to um, a Christian Wood, and then that fifth team. Um, It's that's just it's just like a lot of people. I think I'm gonna have to go with Denver with uh you know MPJ and and Murray being back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I match you up, Coach Ninety Two. I got the yeah Warriors, Celtics, Bucks. Um, yeah, if healthy, Clippers. Um, and then just because I I just. John Moran is my favorite player, so I got the Grizzlies at five. Yeah. So okay, this that's where I. That's a totally biased pick, so I just I just said forget it. Because <laughs> I, I had I had the Grizzlies in mind too, and I was like, mm, but do I really think that they will be? That's not to say that they wouldn't go on a stretch and could potentially make it deep in the playoffs. But when mm-hmm. I'm thinking like regular, you know, season records, the top five teams, who do I think they would be? Uh, yeah, so I have Warriors, Bucks. I this might be a foolish pick. I did put the Suns in there because I mm-hmm. I think 
Well, because their their issue is more of a playoff issue, not a regular season issue. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking regular season, yeah, I mean they'll they'll probably have yeah. enough. Not eight and ain't gonna be there. Aiden ain't gonna be there. <laughs> he is not. He he don't want to be there. <laughs> he is not gonna be there. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. It, if that happens, then all bets are off, and I, I I'll throw Phoenix out. I, I did have the Nuggets in there as well, to what you all said. And I, the good thing about them is that it's not like they haven't played together. So yeah, it'll yeah. be a little bit of a learning, a little bit of a adjustment than being back, but it's not going to be something that's going to take a long period of time for them. I think they'll gel fairly quickly once they get into the swing of things and come playoff time could be extremely dangerous. And then I did, I, I do have the Clippers rounding it out and I have Denver ahead of the Clippers for that reason is because with the acquisition of Gyro Wall, that's a brand new piece for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Wall, A, hasn't played anything in the NBA for a while. And then with him being on the new team, it's going to take a while for him to get acclimated. Let's see if he, he might have to change his playing style a little bit too. You know, so we'll just see what happens there uh, as he tries to fit in with the Clippers. And so those, those are my five, but it looks like we have mostly the, the same teams here. You know, we have uh, Celtics are difference. Uh, we had, what was the other one? What was the one you said, coach pace? That was, did you have Miami in there? Miami. 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 And then Coach Murphy, you had a different one too. Which one was it? Well, I, I said what's oh, probably Dallas. Dallas. You said Dallas. And yeah. I had Memphis. And Memphis. And Memphis, yes. Now, as a fan, I definitely want Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I said, why not? What the like, heck? I want Memphis to win it all. Like that's just that's just not good money. But yeah, um, we'll, well, we'll so but uh before you go. Real mm. quick, you know, mm. while we on the topic, where do y'all have uh, the, the Lakers and the Nets? Mid. Are they are they in your top ten or they're having a mid off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like I, so I, I haven't thought in terms of top ten. I know in terms of uh, seedings, um, I had the Lakers. Sit six seven spot so like borderline playing maybe you can get in I don't know but like I think with with thinking of the teams that didn't make it last year um or was like in the borderline like I think the Kings are going to they were already a problem with them they've all the Lakers always struggle with younger teams but I, I like the Sacramento Kings possibly making it like through the plan um, and then, you know, with the Clippers being back with Kawhi um, and Paul George, you know, hopefully for the whole season, um, that's a potential team that didn't make it. Oh, and I mean, and you can only expect for Minnesota to get better with having a, a realm protector like Gobert. So and they and they made it um, last year. So like all those nuances, it, I, but I, I think they'll be like Portland too. seven. But yeah, with, with Dane being back and uh, Merkage. So, um, and as for the Nets out east, I, I feel like they'll be in the same position. Cause I mean, I'm picturing what the Cavs was like or then and now, if they faced that team and they were having injuries facing the Nets in that playing game, they're, they're not beating the Cavs. We'll see what Ben Simmons uh, will turn out to be this season. 
Um, and I think that's pretty much the the thing outside of what Kyrie does, if he plays, if he doesn't, or what, you know, who knows with him. But I feel like this is one of those seasons where you literally saw a lot of those outside teams just get better. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be harder for them this year. Yeah, I got um, top ten teams overall in the NBA. I could see Brooklyn getting in there because all they would need to do is crack the top five in their conference. So most likely. So yeah, I I, I see that happening. Uh, Lakers, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, they'll be lucky to get into the playoffs, let alone be a top 10 team in the league. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think they can make a play in, but I don't – it just depends on the matchups because if everybody's healthy, ugh, that, that's going to be whoever they play, you know, in that first or second round because they're going to be a lower seed. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. Know. That that's gonna be the biggest issue is that when they actually make it and have to face a you know one or two seed, yeah, then that's a, that's a different that's a different beast. Because yeah. their their best case scenario is if they you know hopefully all things can click and they can get like a top seed. That that's that's the only way they could make it, mm-hmm. you know, make a long playoff run. If they come in in that bottom half of the West, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I ain't gonna talk about the mother cats because we. I, I don't know who's gonna play. I don't know if people are gonna be there. <laughs> I don't know if people are even gonna show up. <laughs> yeah. People want to go on their little, you know, hiatus in the middle of the season. I, I don't know. Yeah, I. So <laughs> I, I just think, don't know. <laughs> and it's not that we have to think. We have to think about it that way. It really is. But uh, <laughs> for the Lakers, the, the thing that makes me pessimistic about the Lakers. Uh, you know, Coach Smurf's point, talking about how other teams got better. Um, they had momentum last year, and some of them got even better going into this year. And also, But also, like, what did you do to get better? You know, Patrick Beverly makes you better prep defensively. He could set, maybe set the energy for you, but he can't shoot. Like, you needed shooting, and he doesn't give you that. So in, in a league that is perimeter driven, you still haven't answered that question. You have a new coach. You have Russell Westbrook, who didn't mesh, didn't play, you know, his best ball last year. And, and, and then you have Anthony Davis, with, you know, AD stands for always doubtful. So like he's only going, he might give you 55 games a year. He might get you 65 games a year we all know where he gets he might get you 20 games a year you know you never you don't know where Anthony Davis is going to lie on this and so I have more faith that Brooklyn can pull it together than the Lakers can pull it together in this season so we'll see we'll see yes uh so we did a little thing called would you rather uh we've done a couple in the past both football and basketball we're gonna do a little NBA would you rather and so I'm going to name a player uh, our player is Bradley Bill, and so I'm gonna name another player in the same position. And would you rather have Bradley Bill or this other guy that I'm gonna name? All right, Coach Nighty is gonna get a start. We'll just go around the table here. Would you rather have Bradley Bill or James Harden? 
Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Harden. Harden. So we have two Hardens and, and one Bill. Okay. Bradley Bill or Clay Thompson? Bill. Yeah, I'll go Bill too. At this, because we're saying like, not necessarily career, but like going forward, like into the season and into yeah. the future, who would you rather have? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Bill. Hmm. Got another Bill too. Okay. All right. So we have Bill. Um, so uh let's see. All right, here's another one. Bradley Bill or CJ McCollum. Brad. I'll go Bradley Bill. Uh I'm I'm gonna go CJ just because of his his versatility. Like he can I don't think Bill knows how to play, you know, play as second best, but I think CJ can do both and be like the best player on the team, but also be like a 1A, 1B type player as well. Mm-hmm. Right, speaking of teams that are getting better, I mean, the Pelicans, they're going to be right there too, I, I, I think, building off of last year. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what Zion on. If Zion I mean, there was a good team without him, but, I mean, that's what everybody harping on right now. Mm-hmm. Bradley Bill or Devin Booker? Ooh. <laughs> I'll go well I, I guess I'm biased just because I live in the DC area so I've seen him play a lot so I, I'll go Bradley Bill because I think he's capable of doing what Devin Booker is doing but the problem he plays from Washington so you just don't really get to see him often but I think he he's every bit as capable as, as what Devin Booker can do okay. yeah I, I, I'll probably just go Bill because I think for D Bucks case, it's more of a CP3 effect than him, to be honest. Like he is a hooper, but I think him having CP3 makes him look a, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Where Bill has to carry all that weight. So we have two Bills. Coach Pace, what you got? Yeah, Bill. And I was just gonna say the same thing about the CP3 thing. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, those are good tastes. Uh Bradley That's Bill. Or Donovan Mitchell? Bill. I'll go Bill. Slightly. You want to talk about a mid-off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't bro, I really don't think Donovan Mitchell is that dope, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. I do. I mean that that stretch in the bubble is what made him look so great. But I'm uh I'm gonna go Bill. I'm going to go Bill. I, was, I was just like his body will work better. Okay. Bradley Bill, Zach Levine. Mm. I'll go Bill. What the heck? I'll go Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a toss-up. I, I, I think Bill, Bill is the safer pick. Mm-hmm. They both could fill it up. Uh, you know, Levine is more explosive. He's taller and taller. Uh, yeah. but you know, Bill, I think might be the better percentage shooter out of the two. I have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a better shooter. All right, I know what y'all are gonna say, but I have so much respect for him that I thought it would be nice to at least include him in this conversation. Bradley Bill or Anthony Edwards? Bill. 
I will be right now, but I tell you, he could just keep improving his outside shooting. I mean, if you say Anthony Edwards, I mean, I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah, I mean, like, he, I mean, his upside is crazy. Yeah, his upside is great. Coach Pace, did you pick Bill as well? Yeah, I picked Bill um, just based on right now. But two years from now, it's probably going to be Edwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That boy, nice, man. He, I mean, he really showed out in the playoffs last year. And, and, and that's how we kind of weigh people's talents, what they do in the postseason. And I mean, mm-hmm. he did his thing. All right, last one, Bradley Bill or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown, boy, that boy underrated. Actually, this, yeah, I got to go Jalen Brown on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is it that defense? I think that defense that sets him. Yeah, because he has that two way effect. Yeah, more so than Bradley Bill. I was, was going to say JB, but it's by a hair because Bill's. Bill's offense clears him out the water, but yeah, but and then but also you have to factor in like what uh um you know JB has to sacrifice because of Tatum. Mm-hmm. True. That's true too. Yeah, this that one that one's a close one too. I, I think this was a this was a good one because there are so many talented two guards in the in the NBA and <laughs> There's so many. I think he's a two guard. Yeah. Is who? Uh, Paul George. I don't know if he's a two or three. Ah. Wait, you you said Paul George? Yeah, is he a two or a three? Mm, I think this season. I think he would be considered him and. Because yeah, because they because the way they play, they usually have him and Kawhi as like just like your two forwards, like your swing forwards in a way. Yeah, so, so. I'm but I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out who would be who will be the guard outside of Paul George on that team because you'll what you'll run Reggie Jackson at the one for now because it looks like they'll probably have Wall come off the bench. Um. Well, because before they had, because they had Beverly, and then like Jackson, George, and Kawhi, and then what was who they have at center like Pinard or whatever, Black or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like that was kind of like their, especially during um, the the year when they played Dallas in the second round, like that seven game series. Like that was kind of like their. Like their money lineup, mm. so I—I I mean, I don't know, but he—I mean, he does play some too, though. I don't know if that's just like his natural yeah. position, though. Okay, we'll—we'll we'll throw it out there, uh, Coach Pace, because I think that's a, that's a go. I—I I did not know where to put Paul George. Oh, he clearing the mess out of Bradley Beal, like it's not yeah, good. I'm yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean, talent, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Paul like George, two way, two way, yeah. Like that's the easy choice. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with y'all on that one too. Okay, cool. All right, we're gonna shift back. You know, I can't wait to see you know the you know these guys. Some of them are in new places, uh, you know, stuff like that. And some of them I built moments. These NBA by. players stay healthy this season. This it only works if everybody's healthy. That's what I want to see. Please, <laughs> I am tired of watching primetime matchups 
and like there's at least a star on each team injured like that can't play like come on y'all that's what we want to see right you know what we don't want to see what the broncos and colts did last night that's what we don't want to see that's and i I blame myself partially for this because i did watch the game in its entirety and that's like four hours of my life that i'll never get back and I thought I thought about afterwards, like, man, I could have really like saved lives in those four hours. And instead I watched that because I almost lost my own life watching that because I was just so like let down and it just so hurt and just so bothered. And it, we talked about Draymond's comment, not aging well. Well, Tom Brady's quote aged very well <laughs> when he was asked about uh, you know, the, the football season and stuff. And he's like, I, you know, I think there's a lot of bad football that I'm seeing out there. And there was, he was right. There was some stuff going on and I really got an exclamation point put on it. The Broncos Colts game. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because they don't deserve it because they didn't play. The offenses didn't play well, but you know, it's bad when you at home and you go into overtime Chance to win the game and your fans start leaving as you transition to overtime. These people were walking out of the stadium once overtime came. They were booing their team throughout most of the game and then proceeded to leave. It's like, y'all, y'all still got a chance to win. And they're like, we've seen enough here. We've seen enough here. So that was one. The Broncos offense. Do y'all know what an intermediate throw is? Because it didn't look like it last night. You were either throwing the ball one, two yards to the back. You know, Melvin Gordon got some good good yardage on a couple of catches that, you know, he got him out in the space. That's fine. I think that's pretty good there. Or you went deep with stuff. And that means about, you know, at least 15 yards or more. There were a couple instances. One was in the first quarter. And they were in the red zone because they're atrocious in the red zone but they were able to still get a first down within the red zone. And three out of four plays, they threw the ball and they threw the ball beyond the first down marker. They threw it, they, they threw it in the end zone, all incomplete passes. And then the one run that they did was the slow ass run that they, that they put where it's kind of like they pitch it out and then, you know, kind of like the convoy comes around. Now nah, defenses are too quick for that. That run never works, never works. Unless maybe you're Derrick Henry, but that's about, that he might be an exception. And even him, that's not really his strength either because it, he needs to be going downhill and he has to, instead the back has to wait for the blockers to get out in front of him. But with the defenses being quicker, it's easier for that, their lateral movement to get there to set the edge before the back can get there and the blockers can get there to set the edge. So that was a horrible run call in the first place. Bro, get the damn first down. <laughs> You already suck in the red zone. At least get in within about the five-yard line to give you a better shot at it. Instead, you're throwing in the traffic. I think one of the passes hit the uh, padding on the goalpost. Like, like, come on, man. Then you go into uh, another drive. And actually, I think it was the final drive. It was the final drive in overtime. Again, you can get a first down in the red zone. They needed like one yard. It was a one yard, fourth and one for the game. And you throw the ball 
against Stephon Gilmore in the end zone. Now, I know we haven't seen a lot of Stephon because he did get hurt. I know he's getting older, but he's still that dude. He's still able to guard top-tier receivers. And he and Russell was thought he could sidearm it and throw it in the end zone. While at the same time missing a wide-open Hamler and he's if he just threw it quicker. So you still could have got that. But really, why press? You need one yard. Get the one yard. Russ could have got the one yard himself. Live to see another down. Give yourself the best chance possible getting the touchdown. If you're going to go for it, then have a smart play at least. Go ahead, Coach. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even going to lie to you. I wasn't even listening. I was watching TikToks because I'm sick of talking about Russell Wilson <laughs> and the god-awful, like, thing that he did. Like, ever – it started when he did the whole Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> like it, it went completely downhill. Like my man ain't figured out how to run the football on the one. I don't even know if he know how to read coverages anymore because of the thing with KJ Hamler. Like the picks were awful picks. Like we're not talking yes. about like, the picks were genuinely bad throws. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Like there's nothing. Russell Wilson literally does nothing good. But take care of his kids, and <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Okay, he doesn't do anything good on the football field anymore. Demar's, I mean, Coach Murphy already said, man, listen, he's a glorified game manager. He's like Kirk. He's basically uh, this is gonna be blasphemous. But what's the difference between what Kirk Cousins is doing and what he's doing? I'm just asking y'all, what's the difference? Besides, I think better better ones him and Dak actually. That's true. I mean, one has a really great defense, the other one doesn't. That's literally it. That's the only difference. Like they're, I don't, I don't see the difference between him and Dak, and we don't even like that. So I just, well, let me ask you, Coach Pace and Coach Murph, because I mean, you guys played college football, so. I, no, I did not. Okay, okay, okay. I, I played college. But so watching the Broncos, at least, you know, watch last, watch some of the last night's game and just kind of watching through the first, was it four, what, five games now through the season? Uh, four. Who do you guys put most of the blame on? And I ask that because when I'm watching, Russell's playing bad. I give him the second most blame. I put it on the coach. I think that coach is an absolute idiot. <laughs> when I watch him on the sideline, no, but I mean, in, in all seriousness, though, like in all seriousness, because he's supposed to be this offensive guru, right? Because they, they basically hired him to get Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. And it's not just Russ. I, when I watch them, they look confused, totally out of sorts, you know, guys running the wrong routes, Russell throwing it to the wrong area. Play calls coming in. Guys are unsure of where they need to be. And to me, that's coaching. And the fact that you've gone through a whole training camp and through five games and nobody knows where they're supposed to be, to me, that's the coach. He looks overwhelmed. He looks like he's realizing that he should just be an offensive coordinator, not a head coach. Because it's either, either the players are just too stupid. They can't understand English and comprehend, which I don't think that's it. It's a complete lack of talent. 
which I think they do have some talent, or the coach don't know what the hell he's doing. So to me, I put more of the blame on the coach and then definitely second on Russ because he has to play better. but I, I I will give more I give the coach a lot of blame, but I will put it more on Russ. And the only reason why I would do that is that when you trade as many assets, you trade your future and pay him all this money, you understand, even with the coach, I'm expecting you to mask that. Like that's what they're going, that's what's going on in Dallas. You got the the defense. Um, the defense is basically the saving grace for Mike McCarthy's job. <laughs> so, like, it. So you think you think Rush should be, even though the coach looks a bit inept in terms of you know him implementing the system. You think Russ, because he's played longer, he should be initiating more and taking things over more. He plays longer. He he has the cachet. It's as simple as because it's it's an offensive issue. The defense it plays just fine. Yeah. So it, they're it's not giving like, up a lot of points. No. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get everybody together and be like, hey, like you're you're the quarterback. You orchestrate the offense at the end of the day. No matter what the coach say, if you the coach tell you to do one thing, but you see something different on the field, you do that. You do what's best for the team. So. He just needs to like they're they they just everybody looks like they're on their own agenda. It's like they, they're nobody's meshing right now. And for you to be this oh hum top five, top ten quarterback in the league, then do that then. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers with a bunch of young folks making stuff happen on that offense. And and he was complaining about them all through, you know, training camp and offseason about them dropping passes. But what do we expect Aaron Rodgers to do? Win. And what is he doing? Winning. No, that, that I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Because, I mean, wherever – we can talk about Russ, you know, whatever, him being elite. You can debate that all day, but – he, I mean, I think most people even have him at least on on that cusp of being ten. Even if you put him in that lower half, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have him as a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, I think that's a fair point. Because I mean, if he yeah, if he's at least borderline Hall of Fame, borderline top ten, like you should, even if the coach is an idiot, he should be able to be like, all right, guys, like this is what we're gonna do. So that's fair. I'm gonna be honest. I'm blaming it on the coach because I know what Russ is. Russ is a Russ flames out second half of the season for like the last three or four seasons. So I don't like, I don't know where this narrative, like, yes, his numbers look good, but like in the grand scheme of things, he's not really doing much. Um, He's just putting up good empty calories. Like there's nothing. So like, yeah, he got paid. He, first of all, he's stealing money. Like mm-hmm. they were desperate. They, the Broncos were desperate. He lucked up. He found the perfect situation. They're desperate. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I never thought of Russ as someone that could lead a team. If I'm being 1,000% honest, I never thought he could lead a team. I thought defense was the one that's leading the team. Once the defense flamed out, guess what? They made the playoffs a couple times, but they missed the playoff most of the time. So, like, eh. And then on top of that, like, 
I mean, they're implementing the I blame the coach because at the end of the day, he could be playing bad, but your players are supposed to know where they need to be, the plays, the raw concepts at the end of the day. Regardless of if, you know, Russ is playing like Daniel Jones or somebody like that, <laughs> he still needs to know, like, the, the players still need to know where they need to be. Like, that, that is no excuse. That's undisciplined. Um, all these flags and, like, you know, them starting out on first and 15, first and 20, uh, second and 15, all that. No, that's undisciplined. He don't know what he's doing. He's in over his head. And regardless of what Russ is playing like, because I'm cool with blaming Russ if they stink, but, like, all the little stuff, like, nah, that's – that's if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know the plays and people point stuff out, y'all got to take time out. That's – no, that's unacceptable. That's bad coaching. Get dude up out of there because he's – Weighing over his head. Yeah, this. Yeah, it, when you're starting honestly, off first and twenty, first and fifteen every down, like yeah, that does that does hurt. I'm just a terrible coaching. Like get him out of there. At this point, I'm just kind of like, you were better off, like keeping you know Drew Locke or and just tanking this year and taking Bryce Young or uh, C.J. Stroud because it's like y'all, y'all really not doing nothing. Y'all basically just wasted y'all's future and money on a guy expecting to make something happen. But like, I, like I've been saying for years, like Russ has been overrated and, you know, nobody wanted to listen to me. I stopped messing with him after he tanked away my uh, championship. I ain't in fantasy. I I really, <laughs> I really had to take a hard look at him, and I'm like, bro, he didn't do nothing the second half of the season. I'm talking about absolutely nothing. That's hilarious because in, in Nino's fantasy football league, they, I had him the year before, and he did the same thing to me from week eight. Through 16. Yes. Trash. <laughs> every year, week eight through 16. Dude is poop sandwich. Yeah. Uh, but I personally, I really, because what they did, you know, you know, they have the games on Amazon now for Thursday nights. And, and so the 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 pregame crew was talking about talking about this and their growing pains. And they showed so much film. Russell Wilson missing wide open receivers. And it and it he wasn't even throwing the ball to them. It's not like he missed the pass. The pass was inaccurate. He didn't even make the throw. He he was holding on to the ball and getting sacked when the line gave him plenty of time to get the ball off. All right. So now you're asking for an extra second or two from your line, which is a lot you know, in an NFL setting. So, like, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you I should think, But I agree, because I saw the pregame, but I, I think kind of – I think to Coach Morphin, Coach Pace's point, um, and that's why I wanted to ask them because they play football. I think partially – that's definitely on Russ, but I think part of it, too, is the fact that it's just so discombobulated. Like, like receivers are out of place. They're starting off – first and first and 15 first and 20 he's in his head I think what's going on in Russ's head he's like I gotta make I gotta make a play down the field instead of just taking the easy play I think that's what it is 
I think if they were more like in a rhythm, you would probably see him make at least more of those throws. Mm-hmm. But even like, I think through the first four games, because there was a stat that I saw on them, like when they were in the red zone, because you talked about how they're so bad. They had like 20 red zone opportunities and they threw the ball 17 times. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude. <laughs> I don't even think I mean, he's confident. My God. Mix it up. Yeah. I don't think he's confident in what they're running, period. <laughs> like, I, I just don't think he's confident. Like, yeah, he stinks, but I don't think he's even confident in what they're doing. So he's just yeah. like, I mean, he's kind of just like, in disarray like his whole brain is just like i exactly that's why i think it is that's why i think that's partially what it is but to coach murph's point as well you want it out of seattle because you said the offense wasn't innovative enough it wasn't you, you wouldn't let you cook enough right so to his point like well that's fine but you still should be at least hitting the easy throws right and you can be like well, hey, man, you know, I made the right read. You know, dude was in the right, you know, he wasn't in the right spot. Or even if they were, like, dropping passes, it'd be like, hey, man, like, I made the right throw. We can't really say that either. No. So it's, I think it's just a combination of all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And they're wasting away a good defense because, you know, good defenses only last, like, three to five years. Yeah. yeah. Their defense is very talented. And, they, and uh, you know, they were they were down a key piece yesterday and still – was giving the Colts offensive line fits. Yeah. Number 79 was holding every other play because he couldn't, he couldn't do anything. Poor guy couldn't do anything with the pass rush. Yeah, man. Um, and the guy 69 on the other end, yeah, he was getting torched too. Like, yeah. so, huh, like that's very, that's very frustrating. And I'll, I'll say this uh, before we transition. And Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. Um, he deserves to be in the NFL. No, he's not. <laughs> I said he's good. I didn't say he's good. good. He ain't good. great. Good. I didn't say he's great. I just said he's good. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I sometimes when he was in Seattle, we gave perhaps maybe too much blame to Pete Carroll, and that may be what we're seeing now. Now Pete Carroll called that horrible play call in the Super Bowl. That was on him because he's the one running the playing the call. But oh, word on the street that was an audible. By Russell Wilson. That's that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. See, now, now it's back where Russ is in. Now he's back. Well, because it, it was kind of like I I looked at it when him in Seattle, I looked at it as like, you know what? Like they're not letting him make the adjustments at the line of scrimmage all the time. They're not letting him, you know how we have, you know, Brady and, and Manning and Breeze and Mahomes and, and and Lamar will do it too. Like they make adjustments at the line of scrimmage, do things. I was like, man, they're not really letting Russell embody that fully. And then now he has an opportunity to do it. And he's not doing it. And I'm like, well, was it you the whole time? That was the issue with this. And because they knew you couldn't do it, they had to do it. And, and so and then that became very apparent when Richard Sherman was like, he's just not that guy. And he said that several, a couple times last night in the game, not to say he's a bad quarterback, but he's not that type of quarterback that is going to go to the line of scrimmage, make the adjustments, make the proper audibles and make a play. He's a good improviser though. He's good at thinking on the fly as the play is developing, but pre-snap stuff, 
I think that's what celebrates. That's what separates good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks is the pre-snap stuff. Yeah. So. But well, hey, I mean, it's okay. You know, you can win a Super Bowl with them if you have a great defense. Just exactly. Tighten up that offense a little bit. Run the ball more. Then yeah. let them just make some throws on third down and scramble a little bit. Call it a day. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how they hopefully hopefully they have the opposite of what Russell Wilson had in Seattle. They have a really strong second half of the season and uh, we'll, we'll see because they got him for seven years. So hopefully they do something right. Don't count on it. <laughs> oh, well, Coach Pace, we're going to flip it back to you as we look at the uh, week, you know, week four reactions. I know you got some people on the hot seat. Who is on your hot seat going into week five? Well, Okay, um, I'm gonna just go down a list of people. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna start off with my team, the guy Sean McVay. He's <laughs> suspect now. He will forever be suspect number one. <laughs> he will forever be suspect number one because he still has not figured it out. I'm starting to think he doesn't know how to throw to draw up any other plays except outside of Cooper Cup. <laughs> um. And I think he was a product of what he had a surplus of last year, which was talent. Mm -hmm. Um, Because once Odell went out, you clearly saw that they couldn't do anything but throw the ball to Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl. They just lucked out, and they had the best defense probably. One of the best defenses in the last, like, five years. Mm -hmm. And they were a great run. But outside of that, he's terrible. I don't like what he's doing. He needs to fix it. I don't believe he's going to fix it because he won a Super Bowl doing it. He just doesn't have the requisite pieces. So, you know, I don't think he's going to change. But whatever. He's going to be forever on my hot seat, and I'm sick of seeing him. Now, this guy, I think I don't know if we talked about him, but I just want to throw him up here because, I mean, I enjoy having him in the hot seat. Antonio Brown. <laughs> He don't even do anything constructive anymore. I just like, hey, man, listen, if y'all know, y'all seen the video, just know Antonio Brown will never see football a football field again. Hopefully he doesn't see a jail cell, but that's neither here nor there. All right. <laughs> we just talked about the guy, Russell Wilson. He needs to get it together. Okay. Um, Dak Prescott, and I'm going to tell you why Dak Prescott is on the hot seat. Because his counterpart is 3-0 and right now, and if he beats the Rams – they are going to have some issues at the quarterback position. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to figure it out. But like I said, Dak's on the hot seat right now. Who else is on the hot seat? The whole organization, the Colts. <laughs> the whole organization. <laughs> you guys literally are a quarterback away from being great, and you guys literally can't figure it out. So. Oh. They can't figure it out. I don't I don't know why, but the Colts are so bad at football. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're so bad at football. I don't understand it. Like I genuinely don't understand why the Colts are so bad at football. They can't pick a quarterback. I think it's honestly, I think it's karma from uh what they did to Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, because they didn't get a line quick enough. So now they got a line, and it's like you can't get a quarterback. They just flip-flop. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, there's that. Um, one other guy, John Harbaugh, mm. all right, for that nonsense you did. And then last but not least, 
the whole Dolphins organization. <laughs> yeah. Because you almost killed a man. Yeah. I digress. All right. And he probably shouldn't suit up um, for the rest of the season, but they're probably going to have him suit up in like two or three weeks. So, yeah, we had a lot of people in there. If you guys want to add some people, please do. But listen, that's all I got for right now. Coaches, thoughts on Coach Pace's list or anyone that should be added to the list? Nah, I, I agree with it. I mean, I, the Colts one get, it does it for me. I mean, for back-to-back years, a quarterback away, a quarterback away, and I just keep – you just keep getting it wrong. I don't know if it's uh, – at, at this point – then you might have to start looking at, you know, the OC or maybe even the head coach and Frank Wright of like, okay, are, are they the issue? Um, it's kind of hard to tell because of each quarterback they've taken after weren't looking the best the year prior. Like, we know what Wentz was. I told y'all what Wentz was. But then it was like, you know, maybe, you know, we take him, he's back with this old coach. It'll happen. No. And then Matt Ryan was trash, but you could say that it was the the players he had around him because really all he had was for Daryl Patterson because Ridley wanted to gamble and Julio uh, left. So, like, I, at this point, I, I don't even know where y'all go from here. Like, You know what? I'm, I'm going to add somebody to this. So, you, you mentioned John Harbaugh. I'm going to add the Ravens defense to the list once again. They were on the list last week because I unfortunately, I don't think the Ravens realize that there are four quarters in a game because they actually play pretty good football in the first half defensively. If you look at how teams have come back, they've had to come back in the second half Uh, You know, Buffalo did get the touchdown right before halftime, but the rest of their comeback was in the second half. So they haven't given up in a lot of a lot of points in the first two quarters. And in the third quarter, sometimes they've been okay. in the fourth quarter. They've been absolutely atrocious in the fourth quarter. Absolutely atrocious. So Ravens defense, there are four quarters in a game, not two, not three, four. Okay. So that means you got to do your job for all those quarters. Because if your quarterback gets you a lead going into the fourth quarter, it's partially up to you to protect that lead. And it's up to your coach, to Coach Pace's point, of get the points. Because you, you know you know how bad your defense is playing late in games. You've already seen this happen, John. So just be like, all right, get the points at least make them have to go down the field and score a touchdown to beat us. They go down and kick a field goal. Hey, I believe my, my guy Lamar can get us some points in overtime. Right? Like, at least, at least do that. Because you have to know your personnel. And John, I think, it doesn't quite know his personnel as well as he should be. Now, if they miss the playoffs by a game, we're going to look back at this game when they played with the Bills. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, this is why you take the points. Mm-hmm. And they made the same fourth down, you know, mistakes in the game against the Dolphins, too. Could have got points in those games as well. 
on those multiple drives, there were at least two fourth down plays that they went for. Because I think this is the issue here with analytics. Because everybody was like, you know, Harbaugh's, you know, the analytics say, you know, fourth, fourth and two, we should be able to get that. No, technically the analytics are saying your oper- your chances of fourth and two, given the circumstance, you do have a high chance of getting it. That circumstance doesn't always include your specific talent that you have to be able to get that, especially if you're taking it within context and thinking of it situationally. That doesn't mean you have the best shot at getting that. That means in general, you have a successful shot at getting it. Again, know your personnel. So that's it. That's my, my that's my only addition to the list. And the Raiders, god awful, god awful. I don't even deal with the Raiders no more. They can stay in Vegas and get drunk. <laughs> like Carr, do you know that Darren Waller plays on your team? Did you know that he virtually looking like Russ this year? Yeah, like I don't know what it is between them two, but they're like looking like the same quarterback. <laughs> Both. Nah, I would I would say that he looked more like Stafford because they look like a one trick pony. It's like, oh, we got this great talent receiver. Let's just run everything through him. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Cool. He has a laser pointed at Devontae Adams the entire game. I'm like, bro. Right. Well, I think that one's coaching as well. Everybody, uh, Josh McDaniels, this hot coaching candidate. This is your second go around. You're. One and three. Mm-hmm. First go around at Denver sucked. You drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. Jesus. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is a Josh McDaniels issue. It, I think it is because they said his offense is super, super, super complicated. And I'm like, why are you trying to implement a super complicated offense? Like, that Man. doesn't make sense. You didn't even run a super complicated offense with Tom Brady. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't Same. overthink it. Don't overthink it. Because Tom Brady ran that offense. <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. Oh, gosh. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of bad football being played. You know, Arizona's playing up and down football. Um, uh, the, the Packers are playing okay football. They don't look great, but they're doing well enough. They're winning. The win games. Yeah, they're doing well enough. Uh, oh, Coach Natty T's favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Man, talk about god-awful football. <laughs> well, I to be fair to Baker, this is why like the people like the Skip Baylesses are just stupid, because you're just setting him up for failure. Because mm-hmm. I mean, because he got there like in the middle of training camp, Okay, now he won the, the 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 job, but the team is not very good. So, and he hasn't been there long enough because he's still like they're still trying to open up the playbook with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, and he's not an overly talented quarterback. So, you just set him up for failure. Oh, he, they're going to make the playoff. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> he needs as much time as he can. He get. He needs as much time as he can. Yeah, and the problem is they're pro- like. The coach, he's probably going to have another coach next year if they decide to keep him, or he's going to go somewhere else and be a backup and have another coach again. Like, that whole situation, like, it was just bad, to be fair, even though I don't like him. But yeah. No, that's very objective of you. Very objective. I try to, well, be, you know, I try. 
At at what point do y'all think that that they'll give Sam Darnold a shot, or do you think they would just keep Baker in all season? I, I think it just depends on like maybe the, if these next few weeks, maybe they can sneak out a couple wins, and then you know they can still you know have some life for the rest of the season. But maybe, but I mean, if they continue to suck, I mean, I don't know. They may just they might as well just throw me in there at quarterback for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> at this, so like at this point, they're they're going to play themselves into a high pick next year, and then they're both just going to be gone because they're going to try to take one of those quarterbacks. So that's what I'm I saying. Mean, this year was like basically a tryout for everybody. It's like, all right, we're just going to get rid of all y'all because all y'all trash. <laughs> trash. The amount of time skipping and said trash during that segment was hilarious. Yeah, yeah I the the unfortunate piece is that. Throughout the teams that we've talked about, uh, Coach Pace brought up the Colts. Like you're you're wasting the defense's career. You're wasting Jonathan Taylor's career. That the Panthers are wasting Christian McCaffrey's career and DJ Moore's career. Like there's so much talent being wasted because of the bad football. It, it, you know, we talked. We just talked about the Broncos too. So like there, there's a lot of talent that may not see the light of day because they're in a a dumpster fire of a situation. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Carolina's defense ain't too bad. Like, it's not. They, no. they play pretty well. I think they held Kyler to like twenty points or whatever it was, and that's not bad for an NFL team as explosive as them. So, yeah, they played decent football on that end, and it's just like, bro, y'all got some. Some got to shake, man. I, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say I don't know what it is this season, man, but. All of these primetime games have been bad. It's like all the primes. I had I can't think of one good primetime game that happened this season. A Monday night, a Thursday night, a Sunday night. Like it's just been lackluster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So like I don't even know. I cause what you, you have the cheat like last week. You well, we don't even need to talk about. Thursday this week <laughs> but then you had the the Rams Niners um last Monday or this past Monday you had before that you had Chiefs Bucks and then that Thursday was Bengals Dolphins and I mean that just kind of went up in air because of a whole Tua situation right that had to be uh, the good game yeah Browns Steelers bad game uh, Broncos 49ers that 10 to 11 game uh Cowboys Giants I mean what about I maybe the only one would have been the uh never mind I was gonna say Broncos Seahawks because that was a close game but maybe the probably the only one I would say is the the Chargers Chargers Chiefs but it was just like a lot of in between stuff was kind of like we expect more from y'all, but, but that's more so nitpicking. But outside of that, I mean, every Bills, Rams in week one, we knew what that was. Uh, Bucks, Cowboys week one, and again, Broncos but versus Seattle. Mm-hmm. So like all these primetime games, except for that Chargers-Chiefs uh, game, have been trash. I think the best overall game. This season, clearly, it's Miami, Baltimore. Yeah, 
that game was crazy. Yeah, but you have to, but you have to stick around for that. <laughs> well, well, I got to watch it because, of course, I live here. So, right, that game was crazy. Uh. The the Steelers Bengals game week one was crazy for a lot of different reasons. A lot of missed field goals and stuff. <laughs> I'm about to say the Saints and Minnesota game that was early in London was pretty good. Yeah, that was yeah, that wasn't too that bad. One, that one was, was good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean you're right, Coach Worth. The primetime games, those Thursday, Sunday nights, and Monday nights have not been very good. But we've got some good Sunday day games. We definitely had some, some you know the sad part, the best. The best part about one of those games, it wasn't the best. Let me let me rephrase that, guys. It wasn't the best part. <laughs> but it wasn't even with football. It was because Tua got hurt. Yeah. That's literally been the best, like, well, not the best, but, like, y'all get what I'm saying. It's been right, the most, most talked about. Yeah, most yeah. intriguing part of a game Yeah, that's been in prime time. Yeah. So that's why they was talking about it so much, because – all the games was trash. It was like, oh, two of Let's do an investigation. Let's do an investigation. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but that's why they was talking about it so much because all the games were trash. Yeah. Another good Sunday game was the uh, <laughs> Coach Pace gonna laugh at this. The Raiders Cardinals game when the Cardinals came back. Hunter Renfro fumbled that twice. Was not good. That was not good. That was not good. I did not expect him to fumble twice on one drop <laughs> and blow the game. That oh, was, the, you know, that was hilarious. That's I lost crazy. here. Yeah, because you had you had Hunter Renfro in your fantasy lineup, and that was that was that was hilarious. Um, I'm, still looking, I'm still looking to snuff him. <laughs> Give him another concussion. Speaking of fantasy football, we're gonna do a quick starter sit here. Uh, you know, the looking at the Monday night game. Raiders at Chiefs. If you have Darren Waller at the Chiefs, do you start or sit him? Because, like I said before, I don't think Derek Carr knows he plays on this team. Start him. Only because Derek Carr usually has a good game against the Chiefs. I don't know why, but if that's the one team he gets up for, it's the Chiefs. Okay. I'll say start him because – Nine times out of ten, you had high hopes for Waller. So if he's on your team, the, whoever you're replacing them with ain't on nothing. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're better you're better off sticking it out with Waller. Okay. Everybody, uh, I'm gonna let y'all go on this one because y'all 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 the fantasy football experts. I'm definitely not. <laughs> so I'm gonna let y'all give the 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 audience the advice because I ain't trying to get sued. <laughs> Daddy T told me to play this guy. Daddy T told you nothing. My mouth was shut. (laughs) Listen, it's gambling. It's basically gambling because I was supposed to play Naeem Hines last night. Guess what? Two minutes into the game, he was stumbling around like two, and I didn't play him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and because sadly, I mean, because of that two situation, they're like, all right, we we can't make the same mistake again. We gotta make sure that. He's just we just gonna go ahead and rule him out. Oh yeah, they took him to the locker room. You couldn't find his helmet after that. Yeah, no, no. Um, all right. Steelers at Bills. Uh, you know, Pickett came in uh to do some relief pitching and um looked okay. Now he was relieving the offense with all them picks. He was like, <laughs> all right, guys, let's go <laughs> let's go sit. Let's 
Still sit down. Uh, so if you have Deontay Johnson on your on your roster, do you start or sit him against the Bills? I mean, it depends on who you got on your bench, but I'm gonna start him. I, I say sit on that. That Bills defense is gonna be tough for, especially for his first full game, because. Uh, like it's gonna be a blessing and a curse because you know that this is gonna have to force Pickett to air the ball out because you're gonna have to try to keep up with that high power offense. But I mean, we saw with the the zero TD or pass TDs and you know three picks. It's like you really want him airing it out like that, especially against this defense. So I, I would settle. Johnson probably won't you know get. Do too hot. Like I said, it just depends on who you got on your bench, man. Because that's true. Some of y'all might not have a choice but to start. Right. Now, I'll tie in two of them here. So if you have Deontay Johnson at Bills and you have DJ Moore versus 49ers, do you start either one of those two? Do you start one over the other or you sit them both? Neither. 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 (laughs) Find somebody else. If you can spare, find somebody else because they go have them boys on lock and keep. If you can throw the ball, good good luck, buddy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to go in that direction. Now, for the Patriots versus Lions matchup, uh, looks like Mac Jones is going to be able to suit up. Uh, but if you have Damian Harris versus the Lions defense, do you start or set him? Go ahead, Demaris. I don't know this one. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I would start on because uh, I mean, seeing what it's going to be Zappy starting or however you pronounce his name, yeah. but um, he he left a lot to be desired on the on the field last week. So I think, and then I mean, we know how how Belichick is. So I think they're going to be real run heavy, and they're going to have a lot of opportunities. And the, I mean, the Lions' defense isn't all that, so I would, I would start Harris. Definitely, I think he will be a solid like RB two. Yeah. No. Okay. Solid RB two. But yeah, because the Lions' defense made Geno Smith look like a, a Pro Bowler last week. Um, he was throwing all over them last week. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Coach Murphy will like this one. Eagles defense at the Cardinals. Starter sit. Start them boys, man. Y'all see this this team cooking, bro. I told y'all this is what I was most excited for coming into this season. And they let me down week one. But um to their credit, like or not to their credit, but I am understanding that the Lions. And between the Lions and the Cardinals, the teams that we played in between, none of their offenses stack up to theirs in terms of explosiveness. But I think it would have been a, a bigger deal if they had D-Hop, but they don't. And that that front seven and slaying them boys in the backfield, uh, Bradbury and them is just cooking back there. So, um I, I'd start him for sure. Coach, I will start him because um, all they got to do is keep Kyler in the pocket, which is a lot, but 
they got the athletes to do it. So it's not like he's gonna be throwing to too many people besides Ertz or Hollywood Brown. So there it is, guys. All right, week five preview. Just gonna do like a who we think will win. Uh, Coach Pace, you said that Derek Carr seems to get up for the the, the Chiefs games. Raiders at Chiefs, who you got? I get up too every day to go to work. Doesn't mean I want to be there. <laughs> All right, what about the rest of y'all? Chiefs or Raiders? Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, 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 could, be, uh, could be a very exciting Sunday night game. We are talking about the prior time games have been pretty whack. This one could be good. Ravens versus Bengals. Who do y'all have? Bengals. I don't see the Ravens playing off for a quarter. I just I like Lamar. Uh, I I'm going Ravens, but I don't feel good about it. Lamarvelous. Lamarvelous. <laughs> Listen, he's been Lamarvelous all season, but that defense be like, uh, nah. <laughs> they also play calling be like, ah, let's blow it. Let's blow it again. Yeah. Let's ruin this season. I, all right, I'm gonna give a prayer. I'm gonna give a prayer for the Ravens to 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 this one. Please, please, defense, play all four quarters. Uh, we just talked about about this one, so I think I at least know where Coach Murr stands on this. But Eagles at Cardinals. Uh, who do you all have in this one? I go Eagles. Philly boys. Lee boys. <laughs> Them boys about to cook, bro. Five and oh, here we come. Be up, be all up in my city. You feel me? Shout out to the boys, man. They uh playing good football against the Mac. And uh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he keep trying to discredit discredit my squad because the teams they be playing but you can only play who's on your schedule and you just have to look at the way that they're beating these teams i understand we do have a i mean we have a favorable schedule but i'm just looking at how they're playing against these teams and i mean i've seen if although it was against you know trevor lawrence i've seen them down and overcome i've seen them up and stay afloat against the lions and then I see them, you know, the defense step up and destroy, even though it was, you know, Kirk Cousins. And I, I keep all those things in my mind, but that squad, bro, they, they click. I just like the identity. I like the feel. They're walking with a different swagger. It's uh, it, it reminds me of when, when Nick Foles took over at the helm. <laughs> what do you mean oh man i'm talking about like how they get listen i'm talking about how they're carrying themselves like me being a philly fan you don't watch the post games the after practice interviews and you know all the shorts and stuff like you know i follow i subscribe to the philly uh channel on, on youtube so I, I watch a lot of their their stuff throughout the season and off season and the it's refreshing to see this after having Wentz there and being a, a Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. All right. All right. You just saw it because the Rams trash. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, man, we Super Bowl champs. I'm not worried. 
Oh, yeah, so you one of those people? Just like how the Cowboys be like, oh, well, we won uh, we, years ago. We, no, 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 no. Cowboys fans won 30 years ago. We won <laughs> six months ago. No, last year is last year. Not last last year, year is last year. Are what do you mean not rain? last year? When, when, Philly, when Philly won and was the reigning uh, Super Bowl champs, I'm like, all right, that's last year. Man, y'all still What are we doing this year? What they call? What they gonna call? What they gonna call Stephen? I don't care what they call him, but you'll be here holding on to that. Like, hey man, we the reigning chest. Like, yeah, what y'all do do? Y'all paid a whole bunch of people, and they out there being mediocre. (laughs) That's what we are. A middle out of playoff contention. We are the yeah. Well, like if we all know that y'all mediocre and trash, just say that. Don't be like, hey, we mediocre and trash, but we reigning champion. Like. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> we don't listen. It sounds good coming from a guy that didn't win the Super Bowl last year. That's all I care about. I Whoa. told you about when we won, when the year we won, Y'all I wasn't still doing that. Super Bowl champions. I don't care. I we, we, we were bad, care. right? We, we, we were bad. We were bad after that. And I was like, hey, bro, we're trash. And and we're talking about this season. I don't care what happened last season. That don't do nothing for us this year. Especially if we garbage. You got it. You got it. You're right. Y'all are hilarious, man. We need to start giving y'all your own segment just so you can talk about the Eagles and Rams. But the Rams do have a game coming up this weekend uh, mm-hmm. as they look to right the ship against the Cowboys. I'm sick of dude. But y'all at home. Y'all at home. Come on. I have no faith in Sean McVay anymore. He had a surplus of talent last year, and he can't figure it out. It's like Nathaniel Hackett, except, yeah, I mean, they're the same person, honestly, if you ask me. <laughs> that boy genius stuff is not working for me anymore. Listen, I, I'm a, I'm a, I see a pattern when it comes to Sean McVay. So I'm going to say that the Rams are going to win, and the reason why, it's like the same reason uh, that one week where, like, um, Coach Pace, when we was talking about the fantasy game and you was figuring out who to pick, and I told you to start uh, Allen Robinson because I was like, you know, they played him the previous week. So I was like, he's going to at least get a touchdown this week. So whenever, you know, all eyes is on Sean McVay because, it, like, performances like this last week, he automatically – then he opens up and be like, oh, I do got other players on my team. And then he does that. They're like, oh, the Rams are back to their ways. And then he just reverts, reverts back to Cup until further notice. So I think the ball will get spread around this this week because that's their biggest issue. They just need to learn how to spread the ball around on offense um, outside of them trying to figure out a running game. But they'll pull it off this week, and then we'll yeah, see where they that, go from there. You got more faith in my team than I do. I have no faith in Sean McVay whatsoever. I, I, no, I, it's not I have faith in your team. I just have faith in the pattern and the scenario that I'm seeing. I don't have like it's not like I have too much faith. It's just if history like repeats itself, I I think they will uh, they should pull this off. I got the Rams in this one. I believe in y'all too. I think y'all gonna get. Y'all have the Rams like no, but listen, I have have a special vested interest. I I understand what Coach Murphy's saying. I, I do see that pattern as well. But also, as someone who renounced their fandom to the Dallas Cowboys last season, going into this season. 
and who was rolling with the Steelers and we out here struggling. It's kind of like when you when you got a new girl, but then you see your old girl and she got that dress on that you love with the slit, show off the legs and everything. That's what the Cowboys are right now. They're that, they're that red dress with the slip showing. Slip right there in the middle. Uh, <laughs> Coach, now you're looking at them legs like Dang, still hairy. That dress is <laughs> as hell. <laughs> that ain't a split. It's not by design. It's because the thing, the slit on the side actually broke through. Okay? Don't don't be fooled by that. It ripped. From a distance, it's like, oh, yeah, she got her legs out. But then you come up close, and all, like, the stitching is, like, fraying away. Like, nah. That's a cheap-ass red You got to get it from this perspective. My line, we don't have a line. Like, we on our third center and fourth guard and, like, third tackle. Who is going to block Micah? He's going to single-handedly wreck the game. Like, what do we – You got to come out of retirement. Who? You. Andrew Whitworth. You're right. <laughs> Andrew Whitworth. You got to come out of retirement. Hey, y'all might need Orlando Pace at this rate. Y'all might need Orlando. Listen, or, or, Keith, or Keith Pace. Or Keith Pace. No. <laughs> huh? Hey, what, what about that? That six-round Brady-type Larry Allen talking over there. Okay? <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm more like – I'm more like Allen Robinson and nobody on this Rams team. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup definitely doesn't know that he plays with Allen Robinson. Either. Yeah, him and Derek Carr have that in common when it comes to they're not going. They're not going to be able to get a ball off. That's the whole point of this. They're not going gonna... <laughs> to. Yeah. Coach Nighty, do you have the Rams or Cowboys in this way? Oh, please. I actually have the Cowboys for selfish reasons. Thank, thank you. <laughs> because we I want the Cowboys to win. That way, Cooper Rush goes undefeated, and then Dak comes back, and then it's just a complete firestorm of garbage. That's what I want to see. Because I get, I'm telling you, because then Dak gonna come back against the Eagles, and then if he plays bad, it is horrible. Oh, oh, oh my God! Here we go. You mean when he played black? When he plays bad, he coming off an injury and then gotta play against that defense. That's what I'm telling you, man. When that bum foot and thumb, oh yeah, they about to tear him up. They gonna put Cooper Rush back in. Say nothing about that coming off an injury playing the Eagles. They not gonna say nothing. Oh boy, no, but it's gonna be bad though. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like how they look versus the Bucks, and that's just gonna be controversy. Yes. Right. So that's my reason for picking the Cowboys. There's really no football reason. <laughs> selfishly, uh-huh. selfishly thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Coach Murph, go ahead and close us out here, man, with your betting segment. Who we putting money on this weekend? All right, I got three teams for y'all. All right. Hear me out. I understand. I understand that the Packers are finding a way to win. But I believe that the Giants can pull this game off. Mm. I think, you know, seeing this resurgence of um, uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, the defense is looking really good. Like, they're going to have to win in spite of Daniel Jones. But, I mean, Daniel Jones, his I mean, I don't look at him as a passing threat, but he is a running threat. I mean, he does has wheels, even though sometimes he can't stay on his feet. But 
Um, I think that that is kind of like a, a nice pick that they're an under a big underdog, say seven and a half point. So there's a possibility to get some big money out of that. Um, next, I have the Lions. They're the underdogs against the Patriots and not having Mac Jones. Um, and then they're not really like an explosive offense. And we know what the, the Lions can do. They just have like, a you know, a lot of offensive threats. I believe uh, St. Brown would be back, which as another factor. So that, that would be a nice, nice dub there. And lastly, the Dolphins defense is good, but I'm, I'm curious on – this is going to tell me what I, I need to know against the Jets, and I'm feeling more comfortable about this pick just because of no Tua. But – I mean, I, I like the Jets' chances. I mean, they got they got the offense to that can keep up in spite of them not having uh, the Dolphins not having Tua, and, and their defense is, is you know they have a solid defense. So th- those are my three picks this week. Not bad, not bad. Calculated risk there, so. Calculated risk, place your, your money. You got game line on Jets, game line on Giants, game line on Lions. We'll see mm-hmm. what's going on. Not bad at all. All right, that's it for us tonight. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us again. Bye for Coach Natty T, Coach Pace, and Coach Murph. Y'all have a blessed weekend. <laughs> stay blessed. Stay safe. Stay, stay safe. Peace, y'all.